The following is a Bunkazilla original production. We are monsters of culture. You are now one, one of us. Hello everyone and welcome to Bunker Mania here on Bunkerzilla UK. I am Jeremy Graves and I am back once again along with my cohort in crime, my partner in crime, my long-term tag team partner, and I suppose we could technically both be part of a long-standing tag team, but there are so many out there, it would be far too much of a process to try and actually name one. So I will simply make him known as the Decadane himself. Mr. Ian Bolton, good sir, how the devil are you doing today on this fine Wednesday the 9th of March evening? I am doing delightfully well. Hello there. I think people, for, for those benefit of watching the video version, have noticed as well I am no longer long-haired. I have trimmed it, I am smarter, I'm looking more clean, I'm ready to have a heel turn now. It's basically when you, you clean up your act and then you go evil. You see, you could have at least done the, the tried and true pro wrestling thing and waited for a hair versus hair match. You know, we could have done a quiz, we could have done a GM mode on 2K or something, you know. Um, well, I, I would have probably held out a little bit, but there is the there is the current notion of me trying to find employment at the moment. So so I Fair. have to look I have to look presentable for for, for prospective employers. You're but enough but enough but sir. enough about me. But enough about me. Well, you know what then? Let's make it about everyone watching and or listening today. First of all, if you are joining us here live on Twitch as we record this this fine Wednesday evening, thank you very much for tuning in. If you feel so inclined, why not give us a follow so you can keep track of upcoming Bunkerzilla programming. And of course, we'll be keep keeping an eye on the Twitch chat tonight as we discuss a variety of topics. If you'd like to have your say, make sure you post them in the comments there. And if you feel so inclined, you can subscribe to Bunkerzilla here on Twitch as well. Now, for all of you audio listeners out there, because we know you're out there and we love you for all the places that you check out this show, be it on the likes of Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, anywhere and everywhere you like to get it, this show from, be it an RS feed or somewhere else, thank you very much for checking us out. If you'd like to, why not leave a little review or give a thumbs up, whichever your platform desires, where you can make your voice known about the show. We would really really appreciate it. And of course, make sure you keep an eye out if you want more video-related content on the Bunkerzilla UK YouTube channel, because you'll be able to find some Bunker Mania-related videos on there every so often too, so you can either indulge for the first time or re-indulge in certain topics that have been discussed. Good sir, a heck of a lot has happened in the world yes. of pro wrestling since we last did a broadcast. Yes. Yeah. Lots of things have happened. Uh, I think I think the main the main port of call I think as the as the stream and as the episode is quite rightly titled about is of course AEW Revolution, which was headlined by the Battle of the Adams, Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole, and we'll get to that a little bit later on. But yes, I think I think out of every everything going on in the world of wrestling, I think this is the place to start. Completely agree, and I should say as well, everyone. AEW Revolution is our primary topic for this show today. Time depending, we might get to a few other bits and bobs, but we are focusing primarily on AEW Revolution, which took place this past weekend. I was going to say in America, that's patently obvious, but in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that's it how was, it works. It here. was a wrestling event. That happened. 
Indeed. I watched it through <laughs> Fight TV because that's how you could watch it internationally. I know in America it was available on regular pay-per-view. There was also cinema screenings of this. I want yeah. a cinema screening of an AEW pay-per-view. I think they I think they have been doing cinema screenings for a while in America. Mm. Uh, I think logistically for UK audiences, it's a little bit tricky because most of their shows start at 1 a.m. So uh, unless the cinema unless the cinema was opened on a Saturday night. So if it was a Saturday pay-per-view, then maybe some cinemas could get away with it. It's very rare for a cinema on a Sunday. And this is from the years of cinema working that I have under my belt. Yeah. It's very rare for a cinema to be open late on a Sunday. Um, I think the the what's the latest it's been open to? Well, if you have like a midnight show off a three-hour film like Peter Jackson's King Kong, you're there till 4 a.m. Joy. <laughs> or even uh, the Batman, you know. Or, or, or the Batman. <laughs> Rob Bat Bat and Bat. Um, Rob Rob Batman. <laughs> Uh, side tangent Weekly Planet is a podcast I listen to they do movies movies games and TV all stuff and ever since Patterson got announced as Batman they've they've always referred to him as Rob Bat Bat and Bat and there's there's mm. also fan art of him dressed up as the Batman with a baseball bat he even has a baseball bat in the film but that's obviously won't go too much this is a wrestling podcast of course but it's like just have to do a side side note it's a great podcast if you can listen to it please do I mean, um, think but, of it this way, mate, because there have been comic characters portrayed in the world of wrestling. Not indeed. necessarily on this show, but to link it back to AEW, Thunder Rosa was recently oh, yeah. X2, or, you know, oh, yeah. Laura Kinney, or X, you know, as it were. So th- there's a way mm. to, to somehow very tediously link it back to that. There was also the Kill Bill cosplay as well at some point. Oh, there was, uh, I think on Revolution, I think it was more video game. Uh, outfits because two two wrestlers appeared in in very eye catching uh, uh, wrestling uh, not wrestling ties game video game related wrestling ties. Let's just call it like it is. Jade was freaking fantastic as Jade from Mortal Kombat. And don't forget little Spartan warrior Adam Cole. Yeah, <laughs> Come, coming out of his Spartan armor. <laughs> coming out with his freaking you know Spartan armor. If he could have done, he would have come out probably with a rifle and a plasma grenade because he freaking uh, loves his Halo. I think if they were able to do a good uh, brand sponsorship with Microsoft, I would not be surprised if Adam Cole came out dressed full Spartan armor, to be honest. I think it's a game he plays a lot on his Twitch channel at the moment. So it's oh, he's a surprising. Halo nutcase. Like, I, I love Halo as well, but I can never love it as much as that. I don't I've have the time. Playing, I've been playing Infinite at the moment, and the Infinite campaign's quite good. I've enjoyed the, like, the open-worldness a little bit of it. Hmm. Um, but it's like, it's like, yeah, I've kind of... Been in and out of playing Halo, but Infinite seems to be going all right at the moment. So I'm going to be delving into that at some point. But we can talk about Halo a lot, but we've got a lot to get into. So, AW Revolution, first of all, Ian, did you, well, I guess, first of all, your experience of watching this as a whole, like, did you watch the buy in as well? What did you think overall? I did not watch the buy in, uh, most because of time I had to watch the show ahead of stream here it's a big, uh, so it's a big am, commitment <laughs> it's a big commitment because again it's like it's it's five hours uh and again it's like the obviously aew don't do many pay-per-views here they do they do at least they do five revolution double nothing all it all out mm-hmm. full gear oh four <laughs> yeah because yeah, oh, one one per one per quarter plus their special yeah. dynamites as it were yeah plus their specials um so four hour pay-per-view is is fine if it's once every quarter. I think mm. sometimes, I think the, the big thing, I think we'll talk about a little bit as we go through the match card is sometimes the pacing of the pacing of the card can affect how certain matches 
are received a little bit. I think that's very true in one of the title matches that we'll be talking about. Um, but in general, I think this is still a very solid AEW uh, pay-per-view. And, I, I, and it's like, I don't want to, I'm trying not to make it sound very negative or try to be kind mm-hmm. of like a, of, of, the, of the downscale because I enjoyed the pay-per-view. But I think because AEW has such a high bar of quality right now, and they are, they are when their pay-per-views saw, their pay-per-views saw. Um, but sometimes it's like, again, I think it's coming to the realization that not every pay-per-view can hit those heights. There are some standout matches in this pay-per-view that make it worth watching. Um, but it's like, I think overall, I think it's a very good pay-per-view. It's a strong pay-per-view for AEW. Um, and it's really helped by some of the marquee matches, especially MGM, um, MJF Punk, uh, Face the Revolution, and uh, Main Event as well, which is really, really good. You, you, you've echoed some thoughts I have as well. Like, just okay. to put it out there, this show was great, mm. but I'd be lying being someone who also watched the buy-in as well, which I, I purposefully, when I watched this, did not look at the time for how long this show mm. was. Because I think I watched it during the day Monday because I would just schedule worked out that way. Yeah. And I didn't, I purposely didn't watch the time, but I set aside four hours to watch it, thinking that'll cover it. And when it kind of got to the four hour mark, and I'm just thinking, man, I'm feeling tired. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. this, but J- Jeremy's giant brain can only cope with so much wrestling at any uh, one time. I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest a little bit. There were some matches that I kind of had to sometimes just check how long we had left on the show to go, okay, that's how long we're going for in this match and so forth. Yeah. And and that's not that's not a knock against that's not a knock against the performers. That's not against knock against matches. It's four hours is a big ask. And I think and we've had this before with WWE shows going four, five, sometimes six stupid hours long. And it's kind of like it's a lot, it's a lot to ask your audience. Um and in terms of value for money though, yeah. it's great value. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. It's like it's like I said. This is a good pay per view. It's like I am happy that I've spent four hours watching the pay per view. It's not like there has been some bad matches on this card, and I've turned around and gone. I really do not want to sit through four hours of, of bad, bad wrestling. Quite contra- quite the opposite. There's actually good wrestling. On, there's amazing wrestling on this card. It's just yeah. It's just. I think when you're used to kind of like short and sweet shows or kind of like when you, because WWE have been kind of going back to like that three hour format for some of their shows, apart from the big ones, uh, you kind of get used to like, okay, a wrestling show goes up to three hours and then that's it. And we, and we move on. But it's just, yeah, it's commitment. It's commitment, it's drive, it's desire, it's all those things. Well, this is the thing as well. And we will actually get onto the show in a second, folks. But it's yeah. the thing of generally, I, Excluding other Japanese wrestling or maybe the odd indie thing that I watch, generally when it comes to AEW or WWE, I'm just watching AEW. I've said this before. I will watch Dynamite. I'll watch Rampage. That's a good three hours. Mm. That's how much time I can, quite frankly, invest into this, and I enjoy it. And it's not to say I didn't enjoy this pay-per-view. I really enjoyed it, but there was a point where I was just tired. And I think Mm. that was echoed with the crowd as well. Not because Mm. of the show being bad, because quite frankly of how stacked of a lineup it was. And part of that lineup actually began with the buy-in. And just to kind of Mm. sum it up as an all-encompassing thing, the three matches of Layla Hirsch beating Chris Statlander, Hook beating QT, and the House of Black defeating Death Triangle plus Eric Redbeard. Um, 
it was a really strong buy-in. Really strong. Mm. That that six-man tag, it is go out of your way to watch it in particular. If you could only watch one of the three, in the nicest way to put it, the hook match is exactly what you think it's going to be. It's good fun, but that's literally what it is. Layla, uh, yeah, Layla Hirsch and Statlander, also really good. But if you could only watch one match from that buy-in, watch the six-man tag. It's really, really good fun stuff. And also the House of Black are so damn good as a, tr- as a trio. We need trio belts in AEW. We freaking do. I think Tony Khan has actually said publicly something to the effect of probably not if it's going to happen, it's more a when. Yeah. He didn't use those exact words, but he has acknowledged, yeah, probably should. Mm. So yeah, the buy-in was definitely worth a watch. It wasn't just like a repeat of the countdown show. They, they had the segments involved to hype up matches, yeah. but the actual matches themselves are definitely worth checking out. Mm. This led us on to the opening contest. This being, now, the way this the way the show begins, you it just it kind of just starts. Which yeah. when there's no like intro hype video or even like a and now you know insert product name here presents AEW <laughs> Revolution. When you don't get that and you're immediately just into hey everyone welcome to Revolution and then you freaking hear Jericho's music, you immediately go oh man <laughs> this this show is coming in hot as it were. <laughs> and so we got Jericho against Eddie Kingston. Which yes. quite literally starts with Jericho trying to attack Kingston, missing, and Kingston just suplexing Jericho right on top of his head. Yes, I mean, <laughs> Kingston just comes straight out down the ramp, jumper, jumper hoodie off, just go, right, we're going to fight now. Got to go, so go, 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 fight into it. This was, this was a nice, this was, this was a fun, fast, and pretty, and pretty fight. It's more fighty than more technical thing. Uh, that's a weird way of saying it. It's a more no, but, but I get what you mean, though. No, yeah. For me, this was a it's match a of the night contender. This was so yeah. damn good. The emotion involved. Mm. Eddie Kingston has proven once again why he is so damn good. Ultimately, it coming down to Kingston getting the big win. Yes. And in a, in a sort of interesting thing, which I think the reference may have been lost on quite a few people, but this was actually a tribute the way he won to one of his favorite wrestlers from all Japan in the 90s, that being Toshiaki Kawada. Because okay. he's talked about before about his love of Japanese wrestling and whatnot. And mm. the finishing hold that he used, which is called the Stretch Plum, which in itself mm. is a weird name, but that's what it is. He won with that, which in a way felt a bit anticlimactic, in my opinion. Because I think having yeah. the actual three count might have been just a bit more visually appealing. But that said, though, he made Jericho tap out, and that means something. Yeah, I think I think for considering we have the post-match angle of Kingston going for the handshake and Jericho relenting and going going back up the ramp. I think it's about I think it's more about the ego thing. So I think having Jericho tap out is more ego bruising than him just taking a pinfall, mm-hmm. to be honest. So I can see why they went with that. Um, and as is uh, as Rum. In our chat has said it's a beautiful brawl. Indeed. That, that is, is a wonderful way to sum it up. <laughs> it is a beautiful brawl. It's a beautiful brawl. And yeah, it's like I think I think it was pretty much uh absolute signpost win for Kingston because they talked about he needed the big win. So it's like he's on the up and up as one of AEW's big stars. Give him a big win against Jericho, former champion. Off we go. And that's sort of I think that I think the, the it's clear that the booking team is behind Kingston and we are just slowly starting to build that train up quite nicely. Um, yeah. But no, this this match did what it needed to do. And if there's one thing that this did do, it set the tone for the evening. 
Like when you come out out of the gate fast and furious with a match like this, and then you have the freaking three-way tag team title match with the Young Bucks, Red Dragon, and Jurassic Express. This was such good fun. The, the, the general story of the match was the Bucks and Red Dragon clearly having a plan to work with each other. The plan mm-hmm. inevitably falling apart a little bit. And then ultimately Jurassic Express able to retain the titles. There were some insane moves in this match. The one in particular that stands out is, I think it was Luchasaurus. It was either Luchasaurus being in a submission or him holding a member of Red Dragon in yeah, a way where, where Jungle Boy yeah. suddenly did like, a, I think it was a, a 450 or a shooting star press onto him. It was freaking yeah. nuts. But this was yeah. really, really good. And you could argue, how do you follow Jericho and Kingston? This is how you follow Jericho and Kingston. It was so good. And the fact that Jurassic Express won, absolutely fine with it. I'm actually happy it ended that way because we're going to, at some point, properly get Young Bucks and Red Dragon and it's going to be mental. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, I think from a story, again, it's like a lot of these matches work on the card from a storytelling aspect. Um, so we've had, we've had best friends of Adam Cole, Young Bucks and best friends of Adam Cole, Red Dragon, uh, clearly kind of caught up in the Adam Cole shenanigans situation so obviously you're building up tension with the breakdown of the the communication plans there um so i i i thought i thought generally jurassic express were going to lose the belts that night or at a revolution but and basically it will just turn the attention to that sort of storyline between the bucks and red dragon but um clearly that's not been the case here clearly there's been a slight there's been a change or not change or clearly there's that's not been the plan at the moment and eventually a change is probably down the line um I would not be surprised if one of those two teams has it by. I do apologize for our video listeners. I keep playing with my hair in the moment. I'm not used to the short you, hair. Speaking as a man, I don't like, speaking as a I man with long hair, Ian, I suggest yeah. up and uh, up behind the headphones, as it were. It's it not look, long hair. It's, it's a sign. No, but it's long it's enough. A, it's but, uh, there. But you, do you know what? Well, so h- h- here is the most weirdest tangent to give you now, which I'm going to bring this back on track. To okay. go from men with long hair, including Jurassic <laughs> Express, like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, I feel the need to point out something else that happened on the buy-in, which I'm not sure if okay. you're aware of. But there was a moment where Tony Schiavone was in the ring, and he mm. said, we've got a very special guest. Kenny Omega's music hits. Okay. And out walks Don Callis. Now, it was Trolling. a great moment because there was that part of like thinking, wait, is Omega at the show? Like, mm. what does this mean? And of course not. And it effectively was Don Callis kind of backhand complimenting Adam Cole for keeping the elite going and saying he'll make a great transitional champion when he wins the belt. <laughs> so they're kind of now adding in Don Callis back into the mix now in like the whole elite rivalry it's, thing, it's, which it, inevitably it's got to lead to a massive just elite versus like Paragon, Undisputed Paragon, Era, whatever. It's like, it's like, it's the Undisputed Era, but it's not the Undisputed Era, but it is the Undisputed Era, but it's not really. We don't say those words. The Undeniable Paragon. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Um, no, I I think, I think we've talked about this before on the show. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, we've talked about this on the show before, and I think, uh, yeah, we are getting elite versus whatever the new stable name of Cole or Eileen if it's going to be over the summer. And it's going to be amazing. Especially if you're bringing back all the big guns. If you're bringing back in good old Don Callis and then you've got Kenny coming back. 
at some point. I think the interesting thing is who's going to be the face and who's going to be the hill in the dynamic here. Because I kind of thought you would probably put Red Dragon and Cole as a heel. Agreed. Because, I think, because I think they work well like that. When Omega comes back, I don't think there's any way he's getting booed. No. No. Because of everything that he did at being champion. If anything, it wouldn't surprise me if we end up getting a bit of dissension between Omega and Callus, because maybe Callus wants Omega to do things a certain way. Mm. And then he doesn't, and he ends up siding with Red Dragon, maybe. That might be an interesting oh. dynamic. Oh, God. Don Callus with Red Dragon and Adam Cole. That would be, that would be insane. That would be amazing. I want to see it. Oh. I'll be honest. But will he able, but will Don Callis be able to rock out like Carlo Raleigh can with a title belt? <laughs> because well, that is that is the mark of a man being in part of that faction and stable. Exactly. Hey, I've just thought of a really crap name for for, for the for the coal and red dragon stable. What about oh. boom dragons? Mm. Oh, it's it's all it's all about the dragon. Or a boom all dragon. about the dragon. It's all about the dragon, Adam <laughs> Cole, babe. Oh, the, no. The undeniable dragon-based paragon. Boom. Yes. There we go. <laughs> solved it. We've solved the naming convention issues here. Brilliant. Brilliant. Speaking but, of... No, uh, speak, oh, go on. Sorry. But yeah, just just basically the, the tag match was, was great fun. Really great fun. Um, like I said, I was surprised at the result because I generally thought Jurassic Express was leaving the belt. But I think the change will probably happen either at or before Double or Nothing. And then well, that feud begins. Agreed. So Jurassic Express, of course, are usually accompanied by their mentor, Christian, who was not involved with them at ringside because he was getting ready for the next match on the card. See what I did there, everyone? Because he uh... was involved in the face of the revolution ladder match. Cut to the chase. Wardlow was the winner. We got some big hulking meat slabs of meat-based muscle just pounding each other, as it were. It's it's and meat hitting meat. That's, that's there the you best. go. It was it was a very very fun and creative ladder match. There were some. Mm. There, there weren't too many moments when you thought, "Oh, that that sucks." The, the, I think the main one being when Keith Lee tossed out Orange Cassidy, and he basically yeah. uh, up to the outside of the ring, and he somehow managed to overshoot the people outside the ring and just came crashing down on his shoulder. Ooh. Which, which there is some word going around that apparently he had to get checked out of the hospital for a shoulder. So Ooh. he might have got some kind of shoulder injury. Don't actually know. But out, apparently mm. out of everything that happened on the show, he was the only person that seemingly was banged up, as it were. Okay. Okay. Um, but, but there were some but, very but, creative moments in this match, though. Yeah, my favourite moment is, I think it's Wardlow and Keith Lee have the ladder and they've they've lifted it up with Corinne Cassidy on it, who just bowls over to the top and yeah. tries to grab the giant sonic power ring. Um, it's just, yeah. it's like it's like the, the the comedy moments were done nice were done perfectly well on that match as well as the big power moments. I mean basically you want to show how strong Maudlow is having shoulder barge Hobbs and and uh, and Lee right off the stage into tables. Great. It's it's fine. And and yeah, I mean, as uh, Rum has said in the chat as well, it's like it's a proper sound, uh, fan service result because a lot of people have enjoyed watching Wardlow over the last couple of months. And it's like, yep, the the rise or the march of Wardlow is finally starting to begin because it did it it progressed further on the show. Oh, um, didn't it just? Yes. Didn't it just? <laughs> and we will get to that in a few minutes. But yeah. 
Talking about someone else who is rising up, as it were, Jade Cargill retained the TBS title against Ty Conti. And in a way, I felt sorry for them in the sense that they had to follow those three matches. Mm. Because there was almost at a point of like, well, how the heck do you follow that now? And they mm. did the best that they could do. And Jade Cargill, like I said, looked awesome, had some awesome moments in the match as well. It was a it was a fun, hard-hitting match. But obviously, mm. in terms of the scale of the contest, it couldn't live up to what had come before it. But in its own right, it was a really solid match. Yeah, I, I mean, you can say that. I was fine with the match. I thought it was just a fun little... It's, I think it was one of the shorter matches on the card, but it's like it's a, it was a good sort of brawl. And it's obviously you've got it's a, it's a David versus Goliath situation. Obviously, Goliath being Jade Cargill, and you've got Ty Conti in the David position. But it was, I was quite interested to see how Ty Conti and Anna Jay were kind of sort of acting in a heelish way during the match. Oh, because they, Anna Jay kind of got involved and whatnot. Yeah, she got yeah. kind of involved, got attacked by Jade. Obviously, it was going to probably happen. But yeah, it's just like the measure of it. Oh, we'll just try and hit him with a chair, which didn't put her down for the for the count as well. Mm. Um, it's it's I'm mean, it's curious watching Jade. I mean, like I said, Jade Jade is phenomenal to watch at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's just she's able to. I think she's perfectly balancing that sort of tweener role. She's being able to kind of balance mm-hmm. sometimes being like a heel, but then when she's being a babyface badass in the ring, people just want to cheer. And it's and I think the crowd reactions have. I've been more favorable to her. They've been more supportive and more cheering for her than kind of booing her because they, I think they, they are the charisma, the presence and the improving ring ability. It's all there. It really they, they, is. They appreciate what they're seeing in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. So she's 29 and 0 now, I believe. Indeed. I, I always like, give a shout out to Jade for one moment during the match. Cause I can't remember what it was, but there was a moment when smart Mark Sterling got knocked down. Yeah. And I think Jade attacked Ty shortly after that. Turned around, mm. saw Smart Mark was on the floor, and just shouted, "Get up!" <laughs> <laughs> just like proper good sass there. I really like. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's been it's been talked about on the other on the other wrestling horror shows and stuff. Where it's like, how long does the streak go? The streak go on for? I mean, I'm I'm fine if it went on for like another year. To be honest, it's like maybe she'll try and beat Goldberg. What was it? One seven nine? You know? <laughs> I mean, sorry, sorry, be... sorry. Quote unquote one seven nine. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be a very big feat, but it can't all be. I I think eventually it will come to whether or not Jade also goes for the AW Women's Championship at some point while still being the TBS Championship. It'll be winner take all. Where That's have we heard that before, everyone? Stupendous <laughs> in the most stupendous way. But we'll, we'll get on to that later. But uh, so but no, I I enjoyed I I enjoyed the match. I thought I think out of the two women's matches on the card i enjoyed this one more than baker thunder rosa and i will explain that a bit later on when we get on to that match um but no i think it was fine i think our thoughts may align on that Mm. but um no it's it's it does again it's like a lot of these matches do what they need to do from storytelling perspective which is so nice and comforting to enjoy so from a storytelling perspective there is no need for jade to lose his belt right now perfect Carry on the, the streak. On we go. <laughs> so here is my theory for how Jade can, can build up the numbers. Because mm. what WCW did with Goldberg, more specifically, if I remember correctly, at Road Wild 1998, you could probably mm. find that now on the WWE Network if you look hard enough, there mm. was a NWO battle royal, as it were. And Goldberg right. was in this. And what they did 
was they counted each elimination as a win. And that's that's how stupid. you build up someone's numbers right there. That's just stupid. <laughs> hey, mate, young kid Jeremy didn't care. He saw Goldberg do a jackhammer on the giant at the time. You oh, know? oh fair, fair enough. Fine, fine. There fair you enough. Go. So, up next is clearly one of the main talking points of the entire show. Mm. This being the dog collar match between one MJ of F and CM Punk. Mm -hmm. This entire thing begins with Punk's music hitting first. The crowd going mental. They get to shout, look in my eyes. And then the music immediately cuts to MJF. Of course, everyone starts booing because everyone knows that MJF is trolling him. But there was a part of my brain that thought, I wonder... Mm. Is that a sign of something else that I that I may be reading way too much into? And MJF gets in the ring. He's waiting there. And suddenly, some other music starts playing. A bit of an ominous theme. And then suddenly, a very recognisable drum beat. Particularly if you are aware of CM Punk's career, say, Ring of Honor and earlier, begins. Mm. And it's his ROH entrance music, which was by the band AFI. And the song is, I think it's pronounced Myceria Cantera. I can never pronounce it correctly. And Punk then comes dressed out in his old style basketball shorts. He's wearing mm -hmm. a jacket he used to wear in Ring of Honor. He's got his fist taped up like he did in Ring of Honor. He has gone totally back to ROH era style CM Punk. Proper going back to the days of when he had a dog collar match with Raven and the like of that. How he built himself up before he eventually went to WWE. And that, while I, based on some discourse I've seen online, which I'm trying desperately to not look at now because a lot of it is just really annoying. A lot mm. of people didn't get the reference until Excalibur outright mentioned it. I don't think that mattered because it just indicated either way, this is a different CM Punk you're seeing right now. Yeah, This isn't the CM Punk best in the world you've been seeing since he arrived. This is a different level of punk. Yeah, I mean, it was it was alluded to in his sort of post-beating promo on, uh, on the, on the go-home dynamite, to be honest. Mm. It was it alluded to that something different was coming, and basically Maxwell, Jacob Freeman, had opened up uh, a particularly a nasty beast inside. And I kind of sense, because I'm, I'm not too familiar with with Punk's Ring of Honor career, but the, I, it's like I kind of put two and two together when when it was all going on before yeah. the Excalibur, 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 Excalibur reference uh, happened. Um, and obviously, considering the previous week's announcements of can't buy Ring of Honor, of course, it's it's a no brainer. Of course, this would be happening. It's almost the most timely thing in the world, isn't it? Pretty much, pretty much, to be honest. Um, but no, this this match, obviously, I think this is probably the centerpiece match of the entire pay per view, to be perfectly honest. I think most people were buying or ordering the pay per view simply for this match because arguably it's been one of the best stories in wrestling in years. And it's like the different layers that they put onto it. I think I think after like the MGF almost baby face promo, which came yeah, well, well, what I would what I'm referring to myself as the MJF comic book villain origin storyline promo. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like here is a fallible villain storyline, which again you don't really see that much in in wrestling, mm. especially from a WWE standpoint. They don't actually give people 
sometimes when people go full heel, they don't actually have a legitimate reason to explain why they why they are who why they are the person they've become. Hmm. And it's like that that pro that one pro from MJF is kind of like it just really it just kind of really kind of took people sideways a little bit because like yeah, are we having a turn here? Are we having a double turn of some sort or something? But obviously, it's it's pure MJF trolling. Oh, oh, it's technically true to a degree. It's technically true to a degree, but obviously, it's like he could be good, but no, he's gonna be a jerk because it, it bl- he can. It blurred the lines so much, yeah. and you could argue, and I have seen some arguments saying that it actually blurred the lines or actually completely changed the entire dynamic. Because yeah. after MJF saying that, how the hell could you hate him? Hmm. Because that's you know, that's what drove him to where he is now, and you yeah. it's it's an obvious comparison. You kind of draw it to a comparison like Thanos in a weird way, yeah, in some weird way. But that's a debate for another day entirely. But the actual match itself, though, to say this was bloody is a bit of an understatement. <laughs> this match is if you're someone that doesn't like blood, you won't like this match. But in terms of what this match told from a story perspective it was like the punishment that was coming to MJF but Punk got his own punishment as well in this there were some Mm. absolutely incredible moments in this one in particular that stands out to me is when I think it was MJF like whipped Punk with Mm. a chain and you could literally see the welts on the back of CM Punk when they did the overhead camera Oh and yeah, you can yes. see the marks it was leaving, yeah. and of course, arguably one of the ultimate ones. Before we get to Wardlow's involvement specifically, though, this yeah. he did lead to this was the GTS, and then MJF just falling onto the onto like the thumbtacks, and his reaction yeah. to the thumbtacks. <laughs> it was it's a, mwah, it's, chef's it's, kiss. It's always it's always pain is coming the moment someone brings thumbtacks into a match. Um... But yeah, I think there was. I think there was one time. I think it's. I think there was a moment. MGF is actually kind of slightly crawling across on the knees. He goes, "Oh wait, no, I can't do this. It's not a good yeah. idea. It hurts." Yeah, but he's no, like, it's, <laughs> no, it's it's the moment he lands on it, and he's just kind of like having like the sort of. It's like what happened to me. It's like the body, the yeah. body shock, the body shock shake moment before he kind mm. of passes out from. Oh no, I've done all this pain. Oh dear. <laughs> but but the part that led to this though. Was there was mm. a moment when MJF finally managed to down Punk for a few moments. Yeah. And he starts shouting for Wardlow to come out. Mm. And he does. And of course, we get the inevitable, you know, give me the ring kind of thing. Mm. And Wardlow kind of feels, feels on his jacket. Oh, it's not there. Kind of feels in his trouser pockets. Oh, it's not there. Oh, I can't find it. And MJF says something to the degree, somewhat quoting him, he just kind of went, the fuck do you mean? <laughs> you can't find it and then he just goes sorry <laughs> and then Punk is able to hit him that, that might have been the GTS moment yeah actually, that's when the GTS it. came in yeah yeah. and then there's a moment then when Wardlow and Punk have a moment where they lock eyes Wardlow then goes oh wait a minute I found it pulls it out of his that- pocket puts it on the on the ring they stare and he just walks off freaking mm. perfect perfect but then the part which added it to me even more in a really weird way, I think I put this on my own personal Twitter, but there is a moment where Punk is looking, there's a camera angle, and he is looking with all his blood over his face, dead, dead eyes just right at the ring. And all I could imagine 
was Gollum in Lord of the Rings going, my precious. <laughs> it's all I could imagine when I saw him put the ring on his finger and stuff. And then he clocks MJF in the face and he gets the win. Yeah. I, I will be honest in saying, this match did not light my world on fire like it did for so many other people out there. Mm. Like Some people have literally called this undeniable classic best of all time. This is five stars, no questions asked, for mm. example. I don't feel that way because I didn't feel that way when watching it. I really enjoyed it. Mm. I didn't feel that otherworldly about it. But this is undeniably one of just what it is a classic match. Undeniable. I mean, it's a, it is a great match in an amazing feud. Um, the question is whether or not this feud it needs to continue right now. I mean, I mean base, it kind of it kind of it kind of oh, felt like it kind of felt like it was a blow off match. Agreed, especially when Punk up when he was standing on the turnbuckle did the motion around his hips that he wants a belt. Mm. So that makes me think he's probably going to be challenging for a title soon. Which one? Yeah. That's to be determined. I think he'd probably go for the world championship. Or I, I, I can imagine the story putting in. I, 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 think, the, the, I think the ideal storyline here probably is MGF is the one to ultimately take the belt off Paige at some point. Or CM Punk is the one taking off Paige and the other one takes the belt off them mm. at some point. And that's when you have the definitive winner of the feud because they each have one victory over each other now. So there's a rubber match coming, but sensibly, we're going to wait a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so I can, I can imagine this being like a match for at All Out or probably at Full Gear or something mm -hmm. like that. But I can imagine, I can imagine AEW keeping them apart for a little bit now until it gets there. Okay, now we can put the world title into the mix because they know from they know from the previous responses to this uh, feud and to the storyline, it's money, it's it's connecting with audiences, it's capturing their attentions, it's delivering on all on all bases. So I I would be amazed if AEW haven't thought about a longer term plan of this and bringing in the world title considering Punk has motioned for the belt at the end of the match. Yeah. Agreed. And then from there, the next match was for the AEW Women's World Championship. This being mm. Britt Baker retaining against Thunder Rosa in a match, I will use the word littered with interference. And... Um, That's an understatement. <laughs> littered. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, yeah, so this is the thing. It was an all right match, but it's at the point now where literally what, where does this go? The only next logical step I can think of is Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. But their whole dissension thing has not been a thing for freaking ages at this point. So I, I don't know where it goes from here. I think, I think it's, it's, it's been very badly signposted. But here, but the uh, I think uh, on tonight's Dynamite at time of recording, uh, Rosa has a match against Layla Hirsch. The winner becomes the number one contender mm -hmm. for the AEW World Title again. That match takes place on St. Patrick's Day Smash in Thunder Rosa's hometown. Okay. So it, it feels like Thunder Rosa is taking that belt, probably there. Um, which then, which then raises the question: What was the point of this match? I don't know. It's like I, 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 mean, so I, ha I've, I hate to say it, but did this match need to be on the show? It's like I don't, 
I really do not like coming back to really kind of grind my gears about this whole reign in title picture mm-hmm. at the moment. But I, it's like I, it's like the match. I mean, considering it came after the MGFC and Punk match, the crowd weren't that invested in it. Still, obviously, yeah, they still it, they still respond along with obviously with Britt Baker yeah. doing the DMD and stuff. But, but and that's that, fine. The position on the card did not help it. We'll put it that way. No, no, it did not one bit. Um, and again, it's the same thing. Reba and Jamie Hayter interfere again and again and again. It's like once or twice every so often, fine, it works in the storytelling. But when it's always been the crux of every key Baker defense, it's just it's just boring. It's yeah. just stale. And I think it's a disservice to the talent that they have. Um, I I would have it's like if there was no interference, I'd been fine with a clear Baker or clean Baker victory because mm. then you kind of go, okay, how? Because then in theory, they're kind of feud from last year's St. Patrick's Day smash is kind of like a one-on-one sort of thing. Mm. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's a bit signposted that Rose has taken the belt. And, I, and, and, and if that total change does happen in a couple of weeks in, in Texas... I really hope they reset and just kind of build fresh feuds going off because it's it's like I've said it before on the show. As much as I really have enjoyed Britt Baker as a character, as a persona on AEW, the matches and the feuds that she's involved with have not really set my world on fire or engaged me as much as other feuds. I mean, the one the one little one little side character note I did did appreciate on the commentary was Tony Schiavone was awfully quiet when Baker won by cheating means again. Mm. <laughs> it's like, oh, she's it's like she's cheated again. It's like Tony's not saying anything. It's like Tony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little things like that. But I'm yeah, I will take my opinion of this one step further. Now, if this okay. is overstepping the mark, feel free to like lambast me, whatever it is. But I actually think at this point, Britt Baker being champion, the way she is being champion and retaining the belt, is actually doing more disservice to that championship than it is anything else now. Because there was a point where that AEW Women's Championship belt was one of the highest things in the company. Mm. And people were really up for every single title defense and looking forward to the next journey. At this point... I would rather not see a title match for that belt than actually see it on the show. That is how much, I hate to say it, I don't care about the title because that's how I currently feel about it. Mm. And even straight, and even funnily enough, it's a brand new belt they debuted as well. It's a really nice low, looking belt. It's a nice looking belt. It's a very low key. Oh, by the way, it's a new belt. It's like, well, why don't you make a big deal about it? Why don't you have like a nice pompous? Uh, they may have done. I may not have paid attention. Mm. Um, why it's like? I mean, it look it looks a lot. It looks prettier than it, the original belt does. It's like, oh, it's nice. It's shiny. It's gold. I like this. Um, but no, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think you've over, overstepped marks in terms of your assessment of it. It's it's frustrating because every yeah. time we we've we've come and it's like, and I've said it on the. I've said it just now. I don't like doing this, but the fact of the matter is, it's. It is a part of AEW that I do not like at the moment, and it's it's like we got to be you've got to be fair in sometimes the 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 content on offer. There's a lot AEW does right. This is not one of the things they are getting right right now, mm-hmm. 
and a new a new champion and reset is probably the best right now. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see, assuming it goes in the path like you said, and Rosa mm. gets the title match. It'll be interesting to see if anything happens when it comes to Reba, Rebel, whatever her name is, and Jamie Hayter. Like, will they make it a cage match, for example, so they can't get involved? Like, will they do another stipulation? Yeah. I can I can imagine it being a cage match. A cage match mm. makes sense, because then you hold up the interference. Um, and also, it's a bloody big cage that AEW have as well. <laughs> this is true. It's a very big cage. I forget how big the cage was in All Out. All I remember is that Phoenix jumped off of it, and it's like, no! No, it's like, don't do that. <laughs> so, from that no, no. match, we then go to another big match of the night contender here. This being one John Moxley defeating Brian Danielson in a tough-as-nails, headbutt-each-other, punch-each-other-till-you-bleed, are-we-gonna-tag-with-each-other, mm. we'll find out after we bleed-together match. Yeah. This, this was... This was- God, I'll, I'll a, let you start because I've talked a lot. Is, you go for it. Yeah, this is this is a mix of of obviously Danielson's technical prowess, but also Mox's sort of brawler instincts. So it's become a, it's a technical brawl. We talk, it's like in in comparison to Jericho and Kingston at the Star Show, they're just brawling. This is kind of like when a brawler comes up against a technical wizard like Danielson, um, and it's like it was it it was it was obviously hinted in the blooming promos. It's like we must. It's like before I tell you, we must bleed together. It's like. There's gonna be blood here, isn't there? Key word, there? bleed. <laughs> bleed. The key word, bleed. Ah, good storytelling foreboding. <laughs> but no, this this was a this was a fun little match. Again, it's like I'm amazed we haven't we haven't seen Mox versus Danielson, even when WWE days. Uh they they haven't wrestled since 2013 against Sounds each other. Right. Yep. Which is insane. I mean, they've been involved. I think they were involved in like multi-man matches. Like, I think they were both involved in the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 31 in 2015. Uh, sure. That... I'll, I'll take your yeah. word for it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dean Ambrose mocked, goes through the a ladder and I think actually cuts his own head open on that one. Oh, yeah, because well, Brian won the title that year, didn't Brian, he? Brian, and then backstage, yeah. he sort of hung out with people like Bret Hart and that going, yes, all that sort of stuff. Weird, um, <laughs> but going back to this match, no, this match was this match was awesome. It's kind of like it's it it was it was exactly as you thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was it was really good fun, a really nice clash of styles that lent themselves really well to each other. Mm. The finish like, ultimate. Oh, go on. I'm oh, sorry, and I and I kind of like the fact that for most of the match, Danielson has mocked his number pretty much holds. Submission holds left, right, and center. Because Mox only wins by the skin of his teeth by a surprise. Oh, I've just counted this. Yep, he which, counted. I think it was a triangle submission that he yeah. then flipped over on and then got the three count. And Danielson is really not happy about it. Just starts kind of shoving the ref about and whatnot. Yeah. This then leads to brawling continuing between the two. Because I think they were both like, hey, I'm not done fighting yet. I can go we more. We need to fight. Sure, fight let's fight more. Punch, 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 punch. And then in the melee of people just getting beaten up and whatnot, out randomly walks William freaking Regal. <laughs> he just walks <laughs> out. He gets in the ring, separates them, and mm. then starts just, he almost headbutts boxing, gets a load of blood in his face as well. And yeah. it's a wonderful, wonderful visual. And then he just slaps the taste out of Moxley's mouth and then says <laughs> some words. Danielson is then 
just laughing at the situation. He's like, ah, oh, Regal, I knew you had my back all the time. I knew you did. Then gets the taste slapped out of his mouth, something fierce. Mm. And then Regal, I can't remember the exact words that he said, but you could hear it. He had headphones on the fight TV feed. He effectively said something to the effect of, right, you two, you've had your flipping fight. Shake your hands. Let's sort this company out. Mm. Which, as soon as I heard that, I just thought, oh, they're, they're gonna a be trio. A <laughs> if they're going to be a faction, it's going to be bloody amazing. Oh, this storyline. <laughs> like, Remember we were talking about how this is a wonderful storyline. The idea that they're yeah. going to become a team and they're going to mm. take the young wrestlers and kind of mold them. Mm. Never would you have guessed. Oh, by the way, how about a sprinkling of William Regal on top of that as well? And you're as like, like the, ah! as like the manager, as like oh. the ultimate mentor manager of the group. It's amazing. It's so good. I mean, it's like, I, I mean, you could lean into a little bit that Danielson's also been training a couple of the AEW wrestlers. Case mm. point, Jade Cargill. Because again, they could build they could build their little staple of talent they know who are who could run the place in, in a few years' time. And it it I don't want to use it like evolution, but it's kind of, it feels like it could be this could be something special. You could say, Ian, they will be, be a revolution. revolution. Ah. Get out. All right. <laughs> so but no, from, but no, from that but, from that match. You then think, the heck is going to follow that? Is it the main event next? No, because it's a freaking Tornado Trios tag team match, which was Sting, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara defeating, hang on, let me get my people right, Matt Hardy, Andrade, yes. and Isaiah yes. Cassidy. Yes. This was mental. There were <laughs> a lot of things going on. Jeremy, that is the understatement of this match. <laughs> a lot of things are going on. Sting jumped off a blooming balcony. <laughs> Sting jumped off a balcony. Sammy Guevara did a Spanish fly from the top of the entrance, like from like the top of the entrance staging. It's just like Darby Allen, I'm sure, held himself at a million miles an hour at some at someone. I'm sure he did. Yeah. There was so much. It was effectively six on three this match as well. And yet, you know, Team Sting still won. This was oh. just a ridiculous spectacle more than anything. Well, you had the opening video. You had the opening video of like Darby, Darby Allen just crashing into a funeral procession. And a car going, flying Darby, literally into a it's, funeral. It's like, Darby, why are you so crazy? <laughs> and then Sting's setting everything on fire, you know, with a flamethrower. <laughs> oh, my word. It's, it's like, Darby, why are you so crazy? <laughs> and also, it's got to be said, and this match was following the ridiculously good three-way TNT title match from Dynamite two nights earlier. Mm. If you've not seen that match, people, go out of your way to watch that three-way from Dynamite, uh, from Rampage, sorry. It's so good. Mm. But this match, though, it is just all sorts of crazy. It's really difficult to actually recap it because this is how crazy it was. But suffice to say, Ian, if you needed something to follow the previous match, they certainly picked a good one. Yes. It was, I think, the best way to describe it. I know a few people have described it. It's like a palate cleanser. You've had like a serious technical storytelling match. Now let's just have a batshit crazy. Let's just have a batshit crazy match. Let's just give people some stupid stuff. You want to see Sting jump off a balcony and go through tables? You can see Sting jump off a balcony and go through tables. You want to see Darby Allen do a coffin drop across the ring? You can see Darby Allen do a coffin drop across the ring. No, no, no. Correction. If you want to see Darby Allen do a coffin drop three quarters of the way across the ring and land on Matt Hardy's hip somehow then go for it. 
I think at times I looked at the replays like I thought he didn't catch any of Matt Hardy. It was like, oh, coffee drop. Oh, he's missed him completely. And yet he's still won. I think the crown of his head touched Matt Hardy's hip. Which, yeah. to be fair, I think Matt Hardy had moments earlier been like had been put through a chair that exploded, quite literally. Oh, fair enough. So I can understand why, you know, he may have been a bit worse for wear. Also interesting to note whether this plays out on Dynamite, we'll see. Matt Hardy tweeted something after the match that same night of something like, I'm really sorry I let everyone down. And like, I know my behavior has been quite erratic. I will make it up to everyone. Mm. So is, well, that, it's, is, it's, that, is well, that a Jeffrey Nero tease? We will find out. I mean, his non-compete is, is over today. So yeah, that's probably the, I mean, it's signposted he's going to AEW. Of course he's going to AEW. He said it himself yeah. in an interview and then had to backtrack it. Yes, before before people say, "Oi, no contract tampering," all that sort of stuff. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But yeah, this this was just this was just the this was the Barmy Derby match. There we go, and we Same go from, for the show, and we go for a Barmy Derby to the Battle of the Adam, Battle of the <laughs> Adams, Adam of the Cowboy Variety, and Adam of the Baby, the Cowboy oh. Shit versus the Boom. Oh, <laughs> uh, the crowd! Was, the crowd! The crowd certainly loved this in terms of trying Adam. It's like, it, let's yeah. go, Adam. Adam sucks. You it's can like, bet there Adam? were a number of people who were going to that show that thought, "I need to say this chant. I need to do it." And they got <laughs> all of them out of the way in like the first 10, 15 minutes, and then eventually you started getting the proper dueling chants, and that's when you knew everyone was proper into the match. Yeah. This was a good match. Admittedly, at this point, I was quite fatigued in by watching the show. Mm. That's not taken away from the match because it was a really good match. There was yeah. some freaking fantastic storytelling in this. My favorite part of it being, I want to say it was Adam Cole hit a move. It may have been when he super kicked Adam Page as he did the moonsault off the top rope and like yeah. kicked him in the face. Then he was going to go for the boom and he hit it, but Page kicked out. And on commentary, mm. Excalibur pointed out, Adam Cole rushed it. He didn't move down the knee pad like he normally does to get the extra oomph. And it was like, oh, chef's kiss. Mwah, storytelling mm. right there. And then I think a few moments later, Paige hit the boom with his knee, paid, his knee pad down and hit Cole with it. And it's like, oh, storytelling. Brilliant. Yeah. And then yeah, ultimately, I'm Red Dragon come down and try mm -hmm. and get involved. And the Dark Order then come down. Randomly, Adam Page like shoved Alex Reynolds into the path yeah. of Red Dragon. <laughs> Which, on being the elite, they they played that up a little bit backstage because mm. Alex Reynolds was just really hacked off with Paige and kind of stormed out of the room when he came in to celebrate. And Paige yeah. was like annoyed with himself about it as well. So something's going on there, clearly. But ultimately, Red Dragon got involved. They got carted away by um, Dark Order, excuse me, leading to Paige to be able to get the win. The interesting part, which was then followed up on BTE, is the young bucks were nowhere to be seen. And on being the elite, Adam Cole did say to the bucks when they were kind of going, hey, you didn't win. We didn't either. Ah, sucks. Let's go get a coffee or something. And he basically went, I just wish you guys would have been there to support me. Hmm. Like, well, And they went, well, we were. We were watching you backstage. <laughs> In typical that young bucks fashion. the baby. Exactly. So they're, they're still slowly kind of roasting that that pancake. There's my yeah. really bad analogy for the day because you don't roast pancakes, but there you go. If you're roasting a pancake, Jeremy, I worry about how you're making food in your kitchen. 
Mate, a lot of people worry about that with me. <laughs> Fair enough. I think the the interesting way of the interesting thing of this how this match ends is obviously Paige goes a little bit dark in a way because he he ties he he wraps his belt around Cole's wrist on the ropes to deliver a few attack moves. And yeah, oh, he just kind of goes to Harry. I think as he described after the match, a bit of a dark place to win the match, but he's okay now. The reason so, he did that though was actually recompense what happened at the end of Dynamite though when he yeah, was duct taped to the yeah. rope. So I I saw yeah. that as being logical in that sense. But yeah, I hear yeah, that. yeah. It's just kind of like it's it's a it's a babyface going to a somewhat unexpected level to retain a belt. I mean, it's kind of like because usually you expect a babyface to kind of just squeaky clean find a way to to win somehow, but this is kind of like oh we're going a little bit conflicted now. Because that all started off with the, the shoving of Alex Reynolds and all that sort of stuff. Because as I, I saw, I thought, wait a minute, why is he pushing the Dark Order away? Because mm. I was kind of thinking, oh, is he going to be so sort of irate about it that Cole somehow wins the belt? Because again, it's like, I I kind of thought they could do a switch here. Mm. Because because again, as we've been saying for this entire play-by-play, the, the wheels are in motion for Elite versus Red Dragon and Cole. It's just... This is an extra layer to it. So, yes, you could say Adam Page did some proper cowboy shit in that match. Not, 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 but not actual shit. He did not. He did not actually shit in the match. We must stress this now. We we don't know that for sure. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that being said, that was the end of AEW Revolution. But there was one other thing to note from the show. And that yes. was the official unveiling of Swerve Strickland now being a member of the AEW roster. Probably would not be surprising if Tony Schiavone showed the contract to the camera. I know, right? I noticed that as well. <laughs> it's like, we've got, a, we've, got, we've got someone to reveal to you. Swerve! <laughs> And for yeah. the benefit of the audio listeners, I'm pretending I'm showing the contract with Swerve's name right at the camera. There was part of me that thought, okay, we kind of knew this was coming. I'd love yeah. it if this was a Swerve. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't Swerve, it was someone else. Also, well, Swerve came out, but then someone else knew, stopped him and then signed mm. the contract. I don't know. But, uh, and, it, no. and it was a really cool reaction from the crowd as well when they started chanting, whose house, Swerve's house. Yeah. But it's, a, it's, a, it, it's a good sign that he's going to, have fun at AEW um, because yeah he was a great talent in NXT black and gold um, I think we'll never understand what the hell was going on with the hit row release at WWE yeah. and Shivani referenced the fact that he saw him wrestle he, well he didn't outright say the company name but he was referring to MLW when he said he saw him wrestle a few years back yeah. and was commentating on his matches so Shivani yeah. legitimately was familiar with Swerve so you could tell there was yeah. a proper sort of relationship there yeah I think Swerve's a great addition to AEW. I think he, I think he is. I think one of the one of the things I'm very wary about now when when wrestlers have finished up at different companies, especially like WWE. But again, like we we might have time to t- briefly talk about Cesaro departing WWE. But the immediate thing is everyone goes to AEW, and it's like that's great and all, but I am I, I'm still a little bit anxious about how many new people they're bringing in because their roster is getting bigger, and there's so much you can kind of do across the all shows obviously now they've brought Ring of Honor that might change a little bit mm. they might have their own unofficial brand split just saying which um, we'll see but AEW we'll anyway. revolution overall though good sir I'd say it's, it's, 
it's a it's solid it's a solid pay-per-view i think it's a good pay-per-view again it's like it's solid AEW. they haven't they they don't do anything drastically wrong obviously there are some bits that we've taken not umbrage off but we've taken a slight sort of well we've highlighted. Hang on a minute. we've highlighted but overall it doesn't detract this is a very good show um big thumbs yeah, up yeah it's yeah thumbs up i was rating out of five i'd say a good a good solid four to four and a half because i think some of the big key marquee matches are great but yeah it's like sometimes it's like when we compare it to, i think all out was like a, an absolute spectacle i mean when we talked about all that it was like an all-out spectacle because it's like yes it was six hours but most things hit and the pacing was right and you had the big things to take away whereas revolution just does a lot nicely from a story. It is a storytelling propelling pay-per-view. Oh, nice, nice, nice verbiage there. Thank you. Like Thank you. Anyway. So from, from the world of AEW, uh, where would you like to go to next, sir? Seeing as we do still have a decent amount of time here. Would you like well, to would you like to talk how WrestleMania is taking shape, or would you like to make a trip around the world somewhere? Let's 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 talk about the road to WrestleMania, shall we? Uh, let me find the right card. There it is, the road to Mania. Ah, lots of things happening on the road to Mania at the moment. Uh, so uh, the card is taking shape more and more as the days tick away to the most stupendous two-night event of the stupendous, 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 stupendous. <laughs> or as as Vince McMahon said on the Pat McAfee show, I just thought it was a crazy word. <laughs> to that degree to that degree he said it was good he was like it's like stupendous what does that mean i don't know put it on a poster <laughs> and off we go honestly uh, that actually explains a lot about wwe marketing and advertising it pretty much pretty much pretty much but let's let's have a quick run through of the wrestlemania card as it stands right now so across the entire two nights stupendous like extravaganza yes yes so we know main event of night two is going to be Brock versus Roman, title for title, title unification. No major developments there apart from Roman blind signing Brock at Madison Square Garden, leaving him for bloody pulp. Uh, we know the main event of night one is going to be Wanda Rousey versus Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, we know Becky is taking on Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, pretty much now confirmed it's AJ Styles versus Edge. Might I add a heel Edge? I'm looking so, forward to this a lot. He had a very he had a very interesting promo on Raw this week where he just stood in a purple light. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, oh no, old man Edge has gone balmy. Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought you got I thought you could tell me he was sponsored by Twitch or something. I know, it's like he has this <laughs> he has this great he has this great finishing line where he's just saying, AJ, I've climbed to the top of of wrestling. I've climbed to the pinnacle of who I am as performer and the view. It's phenomenal. And then he just he goes from a smile to a complete dead stare into the camera of it's it's weird seeing it's weird seeing Hill Edge after this long, but it's got like, I also kind of like it. It's a bit barbie. But then AJ Styles is being clearly repositioned his face, which is nice as well. I think that will be that might be a sleeper match of the night candidate, wherever night it lands on. Mm. I think this that is going to be stupendous to be. Ah! Um, so we already have confirmed we have the Mysterios against Miz and Logan Paul Um, so some of the new matches I forgot he was on this yeah well some of the new matches that have been kind of now confirmed so Sami Zayn was the Intercontinental Championship last week he lost the Intercontinental Championship to Ricochet thanks to Johnny Knoxville didn't he only just win it yeah 
Yeah, so he, he lost it in his first defense. <laughs> Good job. Pretty Good much. Job. Good, good job. Good job. But signed no, a new multi-year deal. This is what happens. We know it every time. Yeah, well, for a story, <laughs> but he gets probably one of the more uh, eye, not eye-catching, but kind of like the more one of the more kind of matches. A lot of people are kind of be going, "Oh, this is a bit weird, but a bit curious." And that's Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. So it's not for the IC title, which I thought it was going to be. So I am a bit disappointed. I thought Johnny Knoxville was going to become a world champion and live out his dreams, but I'm disappointed. Um, so yeah, Knoxville versus Zayn. Uh, we also got McIntyre, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Um, considering he's gone through Madcap Moss for several weeks now, it makes no sense. Well, no, it makes sense. But um, hopefully this is not like, get it over and done with, and then we can focus on other things for these two characters because I don't think it, it's like, it's a holding it's a holding pattern feud. So basically there are probably things waiting for them. It's just, we just need to get through this bit first. So what you're saying uh, is you'll be happy when Corbin has been utterly mullered by Drew. You mean murdered? Yes. I mean, Your <laughs> words, not mine. I said mullered. <laughs> mullered? Murdered? Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> potato, so, potato. Uh, potato, potato, potato. Mullered, mullered. murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the women's tag team belts, that's had a little bit of development this week. Uh, so it was originally going to be Carmella and uh, Selena Vega versus Naomi and Sasha Banks. Uh, Liv Morgan and Ripley beat uh, the champions in a match on Raw, so that's now a triple threat tag. That's so, a cool tag team, though. I like the idea of Liv yeah. and Ripley. That's really cool. Yeah, so Carmella, Carmella and Vega versus Naomi and Sasha versus Morgan and Ripley. Should be a fun match. I think that'll be fun. Um, so, considering the reports of Pat McAfee having a match at WrestleMania, well, he is getting a match at WrestleMania. It's not against Vince McMahon. It is actually against Austin Theory. And I think that, again, could be a very sleeper sleeper surprise match. Considering if people are familiar about how um, McAfee kind of worked in NXT 1.0, black and gold NXT, where people just kind of wrote him off and then he went off and did very silly, amazing things and people were just going, what? Huh? <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. Apparently it was noted on the, um, on the show when he was interviewing Vince McMahon that he actually has his own wrestling ring. So he's clearly doing training. He's clearly doing training. He clearly loves doing that sort of stuff. But I also think, and, and we were talking about this before we came on air today, it's also, I think the reason Pat's probably got this match as well is because I think there's some genuine love from Vince. And I think from some of the, and from majority of the talent in the company that really like McAfee at the moment. I can understand why. Mm. His, his enthusiasm, I can imagine it being very infectious. Yeah. Yeah. And um, probably the, the biggest... The biggest news story for Mania this week is KO at the end of Raw. He lost his lost his tag team championship opportunity with Seth Rollins against RK Bro and Alpha Academy. RK Bro are once again the tag team champions. Uh, so KO decided to let rep on the great state of Texas and called out Stone Cold Steve Austin, who prompt for uh, for an appearance on the KO show at WrestleMania, uh, which Stone Cold promptly. Uh, answered the next day in a really fun video promo where he just kind of went, you, you must be the dumbest son of a bitch for calling me and, and talking about the great state of Texas in the way, or you just want a stone cold Steve Austin ass whooping. So it's like, <laughs> it's probably it's probably not going to be a match, but it's mostly going to be, they're going to have a bit of a verbal exchange and then stone cold is just going to kick the shit out of him. There will <laughs> be a confrontation. <laughs> confrontation and then many stunners and beers oh I think 
Oh, because there, there's some, there were some there were some brilliant kind of stories in from Ko when he was speaking like the the, the call out. Because when I was like, I was thinking I'd go find a proud Texan to bring to WrestleMania so I can really explain how much I hate Texas. And I thought for a second I could be I could go get Shawn Michaels, but then I remembered I'm Canadian, so it won't be Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, like that's brilliant. a good line. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, it's like, see, Kevin Owens hasn't forgotten the Montreal Screwjob. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. Um, and then I think it was like, after it's like after I've stunned Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'm going to have a cool glass of milk. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. I think it'll just be, it'll be a nice sort of, Pop the crowd moment, and I I think everyone's won, to be perfectly honest, in this sort of thing. But um, other than that, we haven't had a US title match yet. Finn Balor uh, took the belt from Damian Priest a couple of weeks ago. Um, it looks like we're going to get Finn versus Damian again, which is fine. They're good together. They had some really good matches in NXT. And uh, Ricochet's new Intercontinental Champion doesn't have a match yet, but I don't. I foresee that'll probably be on the cards very, very soon, as well for the tag team belts for Raw and SmackDown. N- neither one of them have been booked yet. Um, Maybe considering- it'll be winner take all for the tag team championships. Mm, I, I don't see it. It hasn't, been, it hasn't been properly kind of explored in storytelling. I mean, you still got Viking Raiders having a feud with the Usos, and uh, RK Bro has just become tag team champs again. So, I mean... I'm sure Randall Keith Orton and his partner, Senor Riddle, would like to have two belts each rather than just the one. But, but then they'll have to find... I don't, I don't know where I was going with that, but no, but I don't know. I, I don't foresee it. Then I they can Velcro it. both the, the titles together, hang them over their necks and pose. Job done. Good work. Good work. Good work. But yeah, that's where we are with the WrestleMania card. Um, there is also going to be an NXT event happening, I believe, on the 2nd of April, a matinee, a matinee premium live event. Because one or as we call it event, in the UK, a watchable event. <laughs> it's like I can watch along at home. I'm actually I'm actually to be at a convention that weekend. So it's oh, kind of like on, I'm you like, can't be. I am. <laughs> I am, which is frustrating. It's frustrating, but also means I may have to stay up or I might be able to stay up late in the hotel with the Wi-Fi and watch on the WWE Network. For only $9.99. For only $9.99, of course. But yeah, the only only noticeable thing about Stand Deliver at the moment is um, Dolph Ziggler's the NXT champion, so make of that as you will. Um, it's It's weird, but also I kind of, I I kind of love the the anarchy that's been caused by that. Did the internet implode this morning? Uh, yes, it kind of did implode this morning about that. I mean, as we again, as we before we came today, I was reading Bleacher Report's headline of Dolph Ziggler is the NXT champion. This is not a typo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but yes, that's that's where we are with the with the with the WWE WrestleMania card at the moment. Um. It's looking good. I think a lot of the matches in the paper, I think from a technical standpoint, are going to be fun. They're going to be great. They, they, should, they should live up to the expectations. I think sometimes from a storytelling perspective, it's not being particularly... There's no, there's no real eye catch. I think the only... Look at that card. I think from a storyline perspective, I think Zane and Knoxville has had a good story. Considering that story's been going on since end of December, 
that's been it hasn't outstayed its welcome i've just i've kind of enjoyed the the silliness of it all because mm. it's a silly celebrity match so they are they are they are they're trying to make the best of it as they can but the, this is the thing with some of the celebrity people they've got involved in matches nowadays is they do seem to take it a little bit more seriously and they seem willing to kind of get involved and train a little bit because we obviously we saw Knoxville take those moves at the Royal Rumble might take some more at WrestleMania who knows and the same same with Bad Bunny we saw him last year uh, doing that great match so Logan Paul's probably going to give it a go anyway and, uh, and we, oh, are and we, we going to get know. a performance by the weekend as we seem to do every year at the moment yeah yeah every, every WrestleMania at the moment has a main theme by the weekend do, do you want to know why because it's a weekend long spectacular <laughs> What was it this year? I couldn't even say it with a straight face. This year it's sacrifice on the weekend. Last year was uh, save your tears, and the week before that was blinding lights. So it's basically it's a trifecta of weekender songs. Brilliant. Uh, Well, there we go. Honestly, WrestleMania seems to be shaping up nicely. I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely watching it either way. Like I'll resubscribe to the network like a day or two before just to make sure I'm in. It's going to be it's it's going to be a crazy week. It's going to be a crazy week for wrestling stuff on WWE. And then you've also got a factor in, there's also Dynamite going on as well. <laughs> well, do you know what? That's a very good segue. So Dynamite, obviously, as we're recording this today live on Twitch, takes place later tonight. And mm-hmm. here currently is the latest preview for Dynamite, because there are one or two um, additions to add to this. Yeah. So we are going to have, obviously, the fallout from Revolution. There is going to be the TNT title match with Sammy Guevara defending against Scorpio Sky. This yep. was built and on the, the fact that... Oh, go on. Because the winner of that is going to face Wardlow at St. Patrick's Day yeah. smash. Yeah, the, the week after, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And the reason that this match came about is because Scorpio Sky effectively bartered with Tony Khan, or Dan Lambert did, to get Sky just a title match rather than earning one. And apparently yeah. as well, Paige Van Zant signed an AEW contract because of that as well. So that would be cool to see her wrestle at some point. Well, I think it was kind of hinted that the fact that she was joining AEW, mostly because of her of very, very, thing. very, 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 very brief feud with Brandy Rhodes yes. before before Brandy and Cody left. So, And it was also the interaction um, with Jericho as well, a while back as well. Yeah, there, there was, I, yeah, I think, I think at the time, I think it was kind of up in the air, but it just seemed, it seemed more apparent when Van Sant was confrontational with Brandy mm-hmm. Rhodes, it seemed very likely that she was joining AEW. Elsewhere on the card for tonight's Dynamite, women's title eliminator match, Layla Hirsch versus Thunder Rosa, as we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho will address Eddie Kingston. And also literally just announced within the past like 20 minutes or so, quote the AEW Twitter, following the destruction of their Tornado Trios match this past weekend at Revolution, El Presidente Andrade El Idolo has called for an emergency meeting of the AHO, AHFO board of directors on Dynamite tonight. Well, that means Hardy's going to get kicked out. Quite possibly. And there's also like a video doing the rounds as well, seemingly of uh, like taken after revolution of like Isaiah Cassidy with just like a bunch of ice just strapped to his body after taking that fall <laughs> from Sammy and Hardy trying to console him. So uh, stuff's going down. Uh, completely unrelated... Uh, I also feel the need to point out uh, AEW have also just announced a new Street Fighter collaboration t-shirt and it's Ken and Hangman Page. Ooh, it looks pretty cool. Nice. 
So yeah, Dynamite tonight, it's going to be a good one. The post-pay-per-view Dynamites always have a good reason about them. I'm sure we'll probably hear from Punk and or MJF in some way. Yeah. And no doubt we'll probably start to see what the next direction for the world title is. I hope we get a really fun follow-up with the whole Danielson Moxley thing. I really hope. So we shall see how that progresses. Mm -hmm. But, uh, But now, elsewhere in the wrestling world... Because I well, think, Ian, we have a little bit of time left. So do you think it's time we take a trip? Yes, it's time for wrestling around the world. Da, 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 oh, what else is going on in the world of wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first of all, we sort of alluded to it earlier, and we'll, we'll touch on it briefly. Cesaro, a.k.a. Claudio Castagnoli, yeah. is gone from WWE. Yep, um, his contract quite expired uh, a week and a bit ago, uh, meaning he's now free to go and wrestle wherever he likes. Um, basically, the, the general the general consensus on on the report said he declined to sign a new contract uh, because it wasn't on the same level as some of the other re-signees like Owen Zane and AJ Styles. Um, so, so basically, he saw WWE was not valuing him, so he decided it was best to move on. Um, I, a lot of people were quite surprised by this because I think people thought he'd signed a longer contract at the end uh, after Mania last year, mm. because the moment he signed the co- because the moment around that time he went straight to like a title feud with Reigns for a bit. So it's like, ah, oh, you've actually oh he's signed a contract then or something. But clearly this wasn't the case. Um, and I and I think yeah, it's 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 sad to see Cesaro go, but to be honest. With a lot of with a lot of people stepping away from WWE and other companies, there are plenty of opportunities out there. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe a bit of New Japan, maybe a little bit of Impact or something like that. I mean, I again, we can see him easily fitting into AEW. But as I said earlier in, in the show, it's like I worry the amount of talent that just keeps going over to AEW, and it's like they'll be there for a moment, and then they'll be forgotten about for a little bit, and then they'll come back, and then. it's it's kind of like, I've got this new toy. Okay, what does it do? It does this. Great. Oh, are you going to use it for uh, the next weeks? No, I'm going to buy this next toy. I, 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 yeah, I think I'm no, kind no, of... I, I hear you completely, mate. Yeah, I'm, 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 I guess it's one way of looking at how uh, Tony Khan brings people into AEW. Or it, it, it's, it's, one, it, it's a possible view of how, how it works. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. It's like, a, it's like again, you, you look at some of the, the talents that have come in recently. I mean, again, Jay Lethal joined, what, at Full Gear? Uh, had one or two matches. Not really featuring much. <laughs> well, see, this is a thing, and this is speaking as someone who doesn't watch Dark or Dark Elevation. Yeah. I think some of these signees are doing matches on those kind of shows. No, not to make mm. them sound like they're degrading shows or anything, but yeah. they're clearly having matches with people. We're probably just not seeing them because we're mainly yeah. watching the television, yeah. as it were. And that's, you know, it's just because there's only so many hours in the day. You know, if you've got time to watch every single bit of every single show, more props here, I, I don't, quite frankly. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I I mean, I already can imagine him joining that that new potential trio, making it a... a a proper stable with uh, with the likes of Regal, Danielson, and Moxley. That could be interesting. I think that'll be fun. I think that'll be fun. It's like, I think ultimately it's what the rest. I think generally it's what the rest there, or wrestlers when they are when they are considering their options to go to different companies. What they are looking for, they're looking for 
good are they just looking for an opportunity to kind of hang out with friends wrestle friends mm-hmm. work with friends that sort of stuff are they looking for that next level of exposure are they looking to be finally treated like the big deal as they've seen or, or so forth or again are they looking for the, again they're looking for a better paycheck or, or i'd love to see or, or more or more, on, or more serving a more serving paycheck because again it's like it's like Cesaro doesn't necessarily have to go straight to AEW or um, wrestling things. He's quite now a video gamer. I would not be surprised yeah. if he starts up a Twitch channel, to yeah. be honest. Could we get a reunion of most of the party, you know, from up on down at some point? Without, I mean, technically, well, technically, if G4 was a little bit smart about this, they would they sign could. him. <laughs> they, 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 would, they would sign the party, the, the, the non-WWE members of the party to G4, and then commission programming with them and Austin Creed. Ah, then the party get back together. And it's not even it's not even a WWE thing. I mean, <laughs> that's wishful so, thinking. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Selfishly, I would love to see him reform his tag team with Chris Hero, the former Cassius owner of NXT, because they were mm. an amazing tag team called the Kings of Wrestling. Selfishly, mm. I'd love to see that, but I'm not expecting that to happen. But like you say, it, it's a shame he's gone because... He really probably didn't get a fair crack of the whip there. Well, he didn't, quite yeah. frankly. But, you know, he got his WrestleMania match with Rollins. It was freaking great. Yeah. Got had a mm. great moment there. That's etched in time. That can't be taken away. And now he can basically do whatever he wants. It's a fair play to him. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, hopefully we'll see him very, very soon. Indeed. Uh, in terms of sticking with WWE, I guess, for a second there. Well, we're going to be doing that either way. But a uh, quick Hall of Fame note, because it has been announced yes. that Vader... It's going to be going into the Hall of Fame. Vader was around mm-hmm. WWE from, ooh, get my brain going, 96 through to early 2000s, I want to say, off the top of my head. If I remember correctly, because he, he, he was very, he's very well known for being in WCW before that and having wrestled in Japan as well, including a very famous match that he had in the Tokyo Dome with Stan Hansen, where his eyeball literally popped out of his socket. Not even joking. It's a grim video to watch on YouTube, but it's out there. But yeah, he's been very he's very well known for what he did in WCW and in WWF at the time. I think he debuted powerbombing Gorilla Monsoon, if I remember correctly, or mm. something along those lines. Yeah, his main... Yeah, just having a quick look at WWE uh, years. His main uh, tenure was between 96 and 98, with sporadic returns in 2005, 2012, and 2016. Yeah, that sounds about right now you've mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, because around 99 time, he would have gone back to Japan. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense, yeah. Yep. Good, good, good research there, Ian, good research. I think it's cool Vader's going into the Hall of Fame. He's kind of always mm. been one of those people who you wondered, will he? Just for various mm. reasons. There is also a famous incident where I think WWF at a time were doing like a media tour in Kuwait. And there's a very famous interview clip where the interviewer says, kind of says something like, is wrestling fake? And then Vader that- effectively beats him up on camera. Is that Vader and Undertaker having the yeah. interview? Yeah. yeah, that one. I might that might be one thing, yeah. But uh, but it, it is cool. Vader is going in because he has done from a wrestling around the world perspective, like what we're calling this little bit here. He has mm. done so much, and like in Japan, like he he is he's one of the biggest names in Japan at one point. So it's really yeah. really cool they're going to induct him. One would assume it would be his son inducting him, perhaps. Hopefully, we'll see. They haven't announced who's inducting. Him. We do know from the Taker induction, we know Vince McMahon is going to be doing the inducting. Uh, he's described it as possibly it. the 
He's possibly he's described he described it on the Pat McAfee thing as one of the hardest things he'll ever have to do. Mm. Which, because he actually has which, to be a human as opposed to the business Vince McMahon. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fascinating. It really, it generally will be. Because it's like every time they kind of and if they had it with the last ride documentary, every time they kind of try to touch more on the emotional connection between Vince and Taker, Vince would immediately just kind of close the door down and say, Nope, nope, I'm not talking about this any further. Get the camera out of my face. Mm. So you 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 would hope to expect there will be something very deeply personal to share. And obviously not jaw dropping to share, but I think his induction is generally going to be from the heart. And I think considering the the intensity of the business that Vince McMahon's in, as you said, it's that's gonna be a difficult thing to do to kind of think about or actually try to be a be human. Which is a weird, it's a weird way no, to look it, at it. But it is a, it's an incredibly weird thing to say, but I think it just sums it up very succinctly. You have to see the human Vince McMahon as opposed yeah. to WWE's Vince McMahon, as it were. But, but yeah, really cool to see Vader is going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, final note for today, I think, good sir. And I'm going to defer to you on this for as long as you would like to talk about it, because you have been indulging in the Obviously, today it's still upcoming, technically, though for Digital Deluxe people, it's already available now, I think, if memory serves. Yes. You've been playing some of the latest WWE 2K22 game. I had to look up what year it was because I genuinely don't remember. Yes. It's um, this year, Jeremy. Exactly, it's this right? this year. The game was delayed by a year because of how... We'll say how mixed of a response the last one got. I think that's a yes. very, very fair way of putting you mean, that. You mean mixed? You mean the critical mauling and and the memeability of the, of the game? Memeability is a great word. I like that. So yeah, I, I will defer to you now for a few minutes because I've not touched it. I mean, I saw you playing some of the game on your personal stream yesterday, as it were. Yeah, I've generally been having fun with it. Um, in terms of, I think, I think this has been one of the most enjoyable entries I've enjoyed playing since probably the last probably one I brought. I brought 2019. I, I didn't buy 2020 after the bad reviews started hitting. It's like quickly cancel that pre-order. Quick. Um, but no, I've been I've been quite happy with this game. Uh it's the control, the, the controls are, are slightly different if you're used to if you're very familiar with WWE games, but it is definitely it's definitely it's a marked improvement visually it's an improvement as well and even though we we're laughing at those sort of silly amazing physics of the piece of chair of table going it flying into an audience the fact is i haven't really experienced any major buggy things with it or or silliness with it it's like a a table explodes it explodes as you as you expect it to to explode Hmm. um didn't the game crash once on you yesterday during your stream now i seem to recall I think it crashed because, of course, I don't know what match we were playing. But didn't like you, didn't you win a match or lose a match and then it just suddenly crashed? Like it erased your win from history, I seem to recall. I think I remember it kind of, it was like, I won but I won or something like that. It's like, oh, but it's so, the, the victory is so strong. <laughs> it's like that power oh, you, you, was so... Oh, you, you did a triple threat ladder match and won the belt, didn't you? I think it was. Uh, no, no, no. Big E won the belt. And, it, and Big E winning the belt was so powerful that it crashed. <laughs> it crashed the PlayStation Four, um, but other than that, it's it's relatively been a been a buggy free, mm. bug free experience. It seemed so very smooth from what I saw. Um, yeah, it's like transitions are a lot smoother as well. So when you see um, some of the reversing and stuff like that, it feels more natural. It's not just a jarring sudden jump to a uh, just a, just this generic action. It just all feels very fluid, um, even from like 
using weapons and moving around. It just it it feels more in it it feels more realistic, which is good. Um, it's like there are still some of the the little pitfalls of a WWE game. Um, obviously half the roster are not technically with the company anymore, Oopsie. which is which is a bit awkward. But again, it's like if this is how we're going to get the game, this is how we're going to get game. Otherwise, we're never going to get the game if they keep having to stop and delay it every time a wrestler gets released. Um, I so, do like the way that WWE managed to finally figure out how do we solve the problem of so many people wanting to be, insert wrestler name, like The Undertaker in one match, but you can only ever select him once. How do you figure that out? Put him in four times. <laughs> uh, have Have Classic Taker, have... Biker Taker, or even a Biker Taker from WrestleMania 36. Uh, yes, that's the one. 36. Have modern Biker Taker. <laughs> Have modern Biker Taker. Why not? But no Boneyard match, which is disappointing. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's still That'll some... That'll be DLC, usual. just you wait. Yeah, there, there's still some usual pitfalls. Some things are still not in date, or things are still a little bit out of date. So a lot of the venues are kind of like, this is the venue from 2020. It's like... Okay, a lot of these were in the Thunderdome, but all right, fine. And that's what it says. There's, there's clearly going to be more DLC coming because I, am, I will be. They should be at least bringing in like NXT 2.0 stuff as well eventually, because there, there is some more. There are more wrestlers joining, like Ellie Knight. Uh, I think Carmelo Hayes is due to be DLC and all that stuff as well. Um, so we'll see. But at the moment, initial impressions is it's. It's uh, it's an absolute improvement in what we saw in twenty in two K twenty. To be honest, so um, I think if wrestling, I think basically if you're looking for a fun game to kind of pick up your friends. I mean, I've been watching, I've been watching a few other streams playing around with it. I watched um, Wrestle Talk after their Raw podcast review yesterday. Uh, they just had a like a, a, a fatal four way match, and they were all having a laugh with it as well. So it's like. If you can get, if you can make a wrestling game that is easy to pick up and play, like it is with Two K Twenty Two, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. It it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting from an AEW pros, uh, prospect or perspective how what their game's going to be like. Is it going to be because it obviously they have Ukes on board and all that sort of stuff, so it's going to be a bit different, a bit interesting. But the fact of the matter is, I think in terms of wrestling games, this looks this looks good. This plays all right at the moment. It plays very well. I am happy. That is all, that is all I'll say. Do you know I'm what? Very that's, happy. In a weird way, that's probably the best thing you can say, that you're happy with your purchase. Yeah. And yeah. Regardless, ultimately, of what reviews may or may not say, if in general people are happy to have bought the game, that is mm. probably what is key. And based on some rumours that seem to be doing the rounds that WWE may be to, to, doing conversations with EA Sports about how if this game is a flop, mm. they may go over to them because the contract's due. That may be a really important factor if the general buying public are happy with the game. I think, I think, I think, I think I would not be surprised even if the game has sold well, if WWE move over to EA, to mm. be honest. It wouldn't surprise me uh, because it's like, the games have been all right, but obviously when it came to 2K20 and all the shit hit the fan clearly uh people had had the the quality was clearly uh an earmark again battlegrounds when it came out last year battlegrounds was arcadey but the problem is it was all about grinding or or Mm. pay pay to pay to win mechanics and that's something gamers are not i think 
I think it, a lot of people are very contentious on loot box in that sort of way. There are some places where it's a model that is a necessary evil, or it's an it, it, it feels kind of it's part and parcel of it. Look at Fortnite, look at Call of Duty Warzone, that sort of stuff. Yeah, in a way. impact stuff like that. Yeah, but when it comes to because obviously there was the big uh, kickoff about it with um, Battlefront, Star Wars, but EA, and obviously then. Yeah, you have to be very careful of how they implement that as well. When you, you see get Disney coming around saying, "Yeah, what the hell have you done to make people so angry at a Star Wars property that's not yeah. the Phantom Menace? <laughs> that's when you know you made a mistake. <laughs> or, or Rise of Skywalker. But anyway. Yeah, I did not like the Rise of Skywalker. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just it's a it's a I was totally fine with it i will leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> but um i think they're getting a habit with ultimate team but then ultimate team kind of makes sense and kind of works in a way it is again it is a mode for people to do it if they would like to play it it's a t- I, it, it, it's a it should be a choice not a not a, not a demand slash requirement yeah i mean i mean in regards to FIFA, if I have a FIFA game, I'm I'm playing season mode. I'm playing manager mode. I'm not playing ultimate team. It's, yeah. it's just I just can't. You either get in day one and you really commit to it, or it just doesn't work. There is a slight. There is a kind of ultimate team mode in 2K22 called My Faction, and knowing it is like a card building game and all that sort of stuff. I probably will not be touching that mode because it's not what it's not. It's it's something I wouldn't lose myself in. I've been playing GM mode. GM mode today has been interesting. Kind of get to grips with it. I've just about beaten Adam Pierce in the ratings with two weeks to go, which I'm happy about. How, how long is a season of GM mode? Then is it? Just, you yeah. can do. You can do. You can do 15 weeks, 25 weeks, or 52 weeks. Oh, that's cool. And you can play against a, an AI, or you could. You could play it alternatively with with a human player. So basically, you set up some matches, they set up some matches, and then you simulate and see who who comes out on top in terms mm. of who has the best. Because the way you have to kind of the way you have to kind of book around GM mode is you've got to open strong. Your middle needs to calm people down, and then your your main event has to really get the people okay. like crazy. In a way, so it's like, oh, I'm going to put on a great five star match in the middle of the in the card. No, don't do that. That doesn't work. <laughs> you think you think you think you've got it all. You think you've got it all sussed out. It doesn't work out that way. And you get these fun little, you get these weird little like communications with other wrestlers. It's like, um, it's like I because I, I I drafted Walter to my NXT and put him as the champion. And uh, during, like halfway through the the playthrough, he kind of. Sends you a message saying, like, how much do you value my services to your brand? I think I've brought you value as your champion. <laughs> and the options are you can give him, you can agree with him and give him a bonus. You can agree with him, but don't give him a bonus and say, I think you're wrong. And it's like, I don't want Walter to leave. I'm going to agree with him and give him a bonus. <laughs> and then later on, he sends messages like, I was right to put my trust in you. <laughs> you it, earned his loyalty. Yeah. So there you I go. earned his loyalty for now. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I will say, wrong. we are thinking on like an upcoming episode of Bunkermania, be it next week or in the coming weeks, so maybe trying to do some 2K22 related stuff on here. Yeah. But we're going we're yeah. gonna to sort of talk off air and try and figure it out. But uh, don't be surprised if in the coming weeks you see uh, the, the, Mr. Decadane, San and I, do some battling in the likes of a GM mode. 
because that might yeah. be the easiest I'm, way to implement this. I think I think GM mode will probably be the easiest way to do it because it's like I I have I have uh, do you do you have a PlayStation? I, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I just I just don't have the game. <laughs> ah, fair enough. And it's a, it's, a, get, and I, it's an expensive game. <laughs> I don't think you could do online GM, which is I might need to double check this, but I don't think you do online GM at the moment. We'll talk off air. We'll figure it out. But we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But, but it'll be fun to do like a GM mode season or something like that. So. Exactly. We'll, we'll work that. But uh, but on that note, everybody, thank you very much for joining us on this edition of Bunker Mania here on Bunkerzilla UK. If you've enjoyed the stream tonight and you're watching us live on Twitch, make sure you give us a follow if you would like to. And also make sure you leave a comment or two in the chat before we go, letting us know if you enjoyed the show. You can also find Bunkerzilla UK on Twitter and Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Bunkerzilla UK and search on Facebook for Bunkerzilla, and I'm sure you will find the group there just fine. Obviously, as I mentioned, if you've been listening on the likes of Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the like in the audio-only version, if you would like to, why not leave us a little review or tell a friend about the podcast? And be sure to keep an eye out for the YouTube channel in the coming weeks for Bunkerzilla UK, as no doubt you will find the odd bit of clips or entire shows of previous Bunkers Bunker Mania episodes, excuse me, on there as well. Good Mr. Ian Decadane-san, any other things you would like to make mention of before we close up here tonight? Would you like people to reach out via email if they feel so inclined? If they would love to reach us by email, if they want to tell us their thoughts on AW Revolution, WWE 2K22, what they think of the WrestleMania card, or anything wrestling related, or want to ask us a question, then please send us communications over to Bunkermania at bunkerzilla.co.uk. We'd love to hear from you guys. There we go. That wraps up this show, everybody. Thank you very much for listening and or watching. From myself, Jeremy Grays. From him, the Decadane, Mr. Ian Bolton. We have been Bunkermania. We will talk to you again next week. That being, if I've got my calendar correct, the 16th of March, we'll be back here live on Twitch. Until then, everybody, speak to you soon. Enjoy the show. Discover more Bunkazilla originals at bunkazilla.co.uk. Mm-hmm.